podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Courtside Fracker, the evening after the night before, the night before being trade deadline. I'm joined this evening by Yas. What's going on, bro? You good? I'm I'm good. I'm excited, bro. Uh it's never this is why this is part of the reason why we love this sport. Teams are always wheeling and dealing, some making themselves stronger, some making themselves shitter. Um and <laughs> half the time we don't know what teams are trying to achieve, but we love it anyway. Also joined by Reams. How you doing, Reams? How you doing, guys, man? Yeah, man. Just was a you know what people saying is People saying it was like the maddest trade deadline ever. It wasn't, but there was some. There was there was one blockbuster trade that's that's really interesting. So I think there's a lot of teams though that are totally yeah. different to what they were two weeks ago. Now, like at least three or four who've just just turned so, it upside yeah, down. It was so, a different direction. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was another interesting one. So yeah, definitely I'm excited about this pod. Lovely and Yanni, how you doing, bro? Bob, I'm all right. Mental chicken oriental. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got an all star you've got an all star in Lamelo Ball there, haven't you? Very Worry about that, bruv. What you think? I'm not going to jump directly on the Trez Harrell train, bruv. You would have caught me two years ago. Oh, you can't get this guy in your rotation. Then play off time. He's whack. Oh, get him off the court. Now I'm like, yeah. To be fair, you might not have to worry about the playoffs anyway, so it's fine. It's all fun and games. Like, it could just be good for like 20 games and then happy days. And then if you're actually good, you'll come round full circle again and you'll realise you can't play him in the playoffs. So before Uh we start, I'm going to do the usual and plug the socials. If you're not already following on the Twitter, make sure you give the Twitter a follow at Courtside Fracker. We post clips, we hold spaces on there, and you've got a variety of basketball fans who are giving their thoughts on the game throughout the day, throughout the week. If you're also someone who prefers the visual stuff, give us a follow on our YouTube. Also, Courtside Fracker will be posting segments of the pod alongside posting segments on the Twitter. And finally, if you're somebody who likes to do a little Instagram browse, you may as well just follow us on there too at Courtside Fracker. Um, But with all that being said, uh, Reams, you, you kind of alluded to it at the top of the show. Um, let's start um, where else? But um, the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers, James, Jimmy Harden and Benjamin Simmons. Um, the trade that we've been hearing about for weeks, is it happening? Is it not going to happen? Uh, just to enlighten anyone who may not be enlightened, uh, Brooklyn Nets received Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round pick unprotected, and they can defer that to 2023. A 2027 first round pick with top eight protection through to 2028, which becomes two second rounders if not used. And the 76ers receive James Harden and Paul Millsap. Guys, who won the trade? Why? Oh. Right. So, so I think considering, I think you can look at it two ways. Considering what Brooklyn could have had, where they have a star force their way out and they're they have their pants pulled down and this that, and the other. Considering what they could have ended up with, they have every right to say they've won it. But if you're Philly, if you ask both GM Sean Marks, Daryl Morey, um, like five days ago, six days ago, do you both want James Harden on your team for the next three months going into the playoffs? They both would have said yes. Mm, so Philly won correct. in that sense, in that the Nets didn't plan to lose Harden. Their plan yeah. was Harden, Irving and, and Durant. So a lot of people are running with 
the Nets won. And it's like, cool. I think contextually, you can probably say they might have come out a better side. They might have come out with a better roster. They, they might have come out with a better fit, depending on where you fall on Harden and Embiid, which we'll get into. But just from the basic of both teams wanted Harden in their playoff rotation and one of them got them, I don't think you can say Philly lost. Do you get me? So I actually think, I mean, we, we, today is about like grading the trades and grade the trade. And I, like when I was looking at trying to grade it for each team, I actually, it's win-win for both, I think. I think, I think while they while they lost Seth Curry, um, and you know the big real loser there is Doc Rivers not being able to spend more you know granddad time. With but, your grandkids, yeah, yeah. But they lost Seth Curry, but it's like you got Tyrese Maxey darting around screens and and having a big shooting year anyway. And you know you still have Harris, who you have to find minutes for anyway. Like they were trying to get rid of Harris. That's that's not great that they've still cut him. And then you got Corkmars there for shooting as well. Like it's not like they have no shooting left. Um. So, so yeah, I think, I think from that point of view, like neither, neither team are going to think they've lost. Do you get me? Yeah, I hear it. But I, I actually went grades wise. I went both teams with an A. Yeah, me it, too. it's the perfect storm. Harden, this motherfucker, right, has managed to get himself out of Houston. Luckily, the Nets had enough assets to go get him. It's tough to get the assets together to go and get, uh, go and get a superstar, but they did it. And then just like that, Philadelphia, just perfect storms. Philadelphia have Ben Simmons sitting there who's not played a single minute this season. Just available. Philly win this massively on their end, regardless of anything else, just because they obviously weren't getting any use out of Ben Simmons. Giesel was just on the bench. Yeah. In terms of actual on the floor, on the floor people, in terms of actual on the floor people, they've they've, they've gone from nobody Curry to, to James, James Harden. Harden. Yeah, and this is the thing with James Harden, right? Right, James Harden was amazing in Houston until he didn't yeah. want to be there and was moving yeah. like a prick. James Harden yeah, yeah. was amazing in Brooklyn last year. People were having him in top three, five at MVP conversation yeah. until he didn't want to be there and started acting like a prick. He's he's very close <laughs> friends with with um the co-owner of Philly. Daryl Morey and him have a weird sort of don't want to look each other too long in the eye relationship in case it gets weird. Like <laughs> that's how much they are feeling each other. So, yeah. so, you're, feeling so each other. There, there's no like listen, if, if Harden comes out of this and he's not a hundred percent, he just doesn't want to play anymore. Like this is oh, yeah. where he wants to be above everywhere else. So mm. they could be getting a fully fledged Harden. Now I don't a know a about motivated that. Harden, yeah. That, yeah, that would be interesting. That, that, now, whether or not he's as whether or not like his body's actually in a place now where he can just easily snap it back and be like, yeah, boom, I'm fit again. I don't know. Um, I think the overweight stuff and the and whatever is maybe overplayed a little bit, but I, he is bigger. It's in, he's noticeably bigger, which is interesting. Yeah. I don't know about that. And then obviously the hamstring stuff is real. Um, but he's going to be more motivated. He's going to have people like he's obviously forced his way into the situation, so he kind of owes it to Amori and whoever else um, to make it work. So I see. I think it's win-win. I think it is AA. Like I really oh, do. And then, and then they, that's before you even get into the nets. Mm. Slightly off um, piece. Yeah. Do you reckon Daryl Morey has ever been like one night? Oh, I'm I'm gonna love James off or whatever. Strip club tonight. <laughs> in Houston, maybe so. They, they, they've got yeah. a bunch. It must have happened in eight years. Of course, it happened. Are you mad? At one right, point, so... like Harden's like Harden's like I don't know, giving the cold shoulder, and Maury's like, okay, I'm gonna have to go get him in his comfort zone, like butter him up, getting some lemon pepper. 
What was that? There was Sin City in Philadelphia gave Harden a big welcome. You see that? <laughs> Literally, they had it like a flyer and everything. It was mad. Well, reputation, reputation procedure. Strippers are going to double their net worth over the next three months, I'm telling you. Salute to a five-star vet. But Reams, I wanted to come across to you. Um, and, right, and Yaz, so. Yaz mentioned it. So we talk about Harden and the Harden we saw at the Nets this season and how um, he's going to fit with Embiid. How do you see that partnership working? All right, so let's go back to your first question in terms of who won the trade, right? Mm. The Nets won the trade, right? And I know you guys are talking about win-win, fair enough. Like, they had nothing and they got James Harden, but they lost stuff as well, so can't they ignore did. that. Um, Now, listen. Here's my thing. The Nets... Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant should be good enough to win a championship. They're two of the... They're two champions. They're two excellent NBA Finals performers. They're two of the best scorers of all time, right? They didn't need James Harden to win the championship in the first place. They got James Harden because they wanted it to be a little bit easier. And James Harden wanted the opportunity as well. Now listen. Uh, the six... James Harden this season has been very bad. I don't know why everyone's ignoring that. Everyone, we, 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 we got to acknowledge. I, I know there's like... I know because Russell Westbrook's been terrible, like... Everyone's just been able to ignore that. And the, and the Lakers have been a mess. Everyone's just kind of been able to sweep the fact that the Nets have been very bad under the rug. So, on, on They on, were on, first in the East. It, when, when, when Kevin Until Durant was there. But, but Kevin Durant Until was having to pay slide, 40 yeah. minutes. Kevin Durant had to pay 40 minutes a night for them to be first yeah. in the East in the regular I season. Know, I don't know if Harden's been bad, bad, bro. Like, Westbrook's been, been bad. He's, he's not been no, he's not been great, like Hardy. Oh, don't, don't, don't get twisted. The numbers have been there, but the performance has not been great, and that's uh -huh. why I say like the hamstring thing, and and you know it might not. He might think he's able to snap himself back into shape now that he's motivated. That we don't know. He hasn't been great, but it was only a year ago that he was. So I don't know. I, I'm thing. with you though, Reams. That it's not like I'm not. It's not like they've got Houston Harden. They've not got yeah. If they had Houston, if they had MVP Harden, then they win this trade by a million miles because they got the best player in this trade by a million miles, and it's not even close. But here's my thing: for 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 this trade to be successful for the 76ers, I'm, we're all assuming they're gonna commit lots of money to James Harden for the next three four years, right? Is that's that's the plan here? Like, do we all yeah, know? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's signed up for next year, but then after that, he's eligible for again a, a huge contract, isn't exactly. he? Exactly. And if they don't give him that contract, then it's just all gotten a bit weird. They've lost Ben Simmons for nothing. So, in order for this to be a successful trade for the 76ers, James Harden has to perform like an MVP, and they have to be a championship contender. And I'm not convinced. I think. Well, I think. I think. I'll be real with you. Yeah, I think. We have to judge it now, and and there's a lot of ifs and but. I think I'm with you in that for either of these so, teams so, to really say they've so, won, so, they have to win the title. Like if they're both in will now, win now situation. And you, like, you said the, the perfect, you said the perfect thing there. There's so many ifs involved with both players involved in this trade. Yeah, because we haven't but, seen Simmons touch yeah. a basketball since the playoffs so can, when he so passed I, up so, a dunk. So I can only judge it by what both teams received on paper. Okay, so the 76ers received. A very washed Paul Millsap, who's not going to play any minutes. I know, and yeah, he's done, on, done. And he's on done. his way to wash to James Harden. The Brooklyn Nets received Ben Simmons, who's one of the best defenders in the league. What have Brooklyn struggled with the last couple of years? Defense. Mm -hmm. or even, Brook even Brooklyn this year, like they've, and, and th their team defense is good. They just haven't had the one guy. But now, yeah. with that one guy, it will get even better. So they now have a proper anchor for their defense. Okay. 
they get they get more playmaking. They get they get the playmaking that James Harden was providing with them anyway, and they have loads of floor spaces, loads of shooters, loads of shot creators. They got Kyrie, they got Kevin Durant, they got Patty Mills, they got Seth. Seth Curry. No. You yeah. put you could put those guys on a court with Ben Simmons at the same time, and to spread the floor and let Ben Simmons do his thing. So, in terms of fit. It works, in my opinion. Like, have you got? Yeah, hundred percent. Lovely the stuff. Fit is, no, the, fit, yeah. the fit is the fit is a more obvious plus in Brooklyn now because exactly the fit in uh, the fit in Philly is a lot more clunky. Yeah, and even the fit now with Philly, I think, I think it's it's maybe gone too far to the other way. Where I think people assumed straight away that Harden and Embiid are two top ten guys, brilliant. Then it kind of the discourse went the other way, where everyone's like, "Ah, they probably can't play together." And I think this, the truth is, they can. They can, of if course. They it both play, give up a little bit, yeah, but it's not. It's not as out. seamless. I get you yeah. though. It's not seamless, and I think, and I, I, think really I think like there's the still enough. Space. There's still enough space in that Philly do have like to make it work. Harden's gonna have to do something off the ball though, which even in Brooklyn, in his best moments, he wasn't. Like Kyrie and Kevin Durant were having to do a lot more off the ball than Harden was. In Brooklyn, and Embiid's gonna have it at least half the game. So whether Harden's willing to sort of dart around the perimeter, come off a down screen or whatever, I don't know. And, and that's where I think the motivated Harden has to show out. I think you're right; they have to have got an MVP guy because, like, and this is something that we'll uh, I'll keep bringing up in this. But picks matter. Like when you bring picks mm. into a trade, they matter. And if you look at the two picks that Brooklyn did get out of this, something like you know what I mean. They are yeah, these are proper like, picks. Are these are Kessler Edwards and Cam Thomas are the only reasons that like Brooklyn Nets fans haven't started drinking harder, and they both came from the draft this year. Like exactly. So the Nets got two first round picks pretty much, uh, and both one of them is twenty twenty seven, which is after both Embiid and KD's primes are done. Mm-hmm. So. I know it seems a like nothing now, but but it, it's a long way away. But it's like okay, we've got an extra little Sutton. It was Philly that gave up more assets. So from that Can... side, I think, and I agree that like the Nets have, like if I, if I, if you ask me, they're a better side and they got more out of it. So they won oh. if it's a a dueling thing. But I do think that Philly got their way at the end of the day. Um, five days ago, or whatever it was, they asked Steve Nash, "Are you training Jay Harden?" And he was like, "No." And they asked him three days ago later, "No." And it might have been him playing hardball, but it wasn't the plan. Do you know what I mean? They they had to scramble mm. and fall get Seth and everything like that. So I, I do think the Nets have come out of it better. I think they're a better side. I think a lot, like with Harden, depends on Simmons because Simmons can be a role man and kick it out. So they've got enough shooters at the Nets now, especially with Seth coming in. He can be a role man and kick it out. Or he can get to the rim himself and they've got the defender, everything like that. But we have not... Like, this is the thing. I've, I've been a bit dismissive of the whole mental health thing with Ben Simmons because... You just don't know in it, and like mm. you just don't know. But let's say it's legit, and he's just not ready to play basketball for ages. Yeah. Like you just don't know, and and it might take him three months to get up to speed. On the other hand, he could have been working on a, a, a perimeter shot this whole time. You just don't know what Simmons is going to come back, and he should be motivated. I think to to just show like he's, what he's he could do. A lot to prove. A lot to prove. He's been blamed for the playoffs. That's that's he kind of leaked that. That's the whole reason he was so pissed off about it. So he has a lot to prove. So it's not just a motivated Harden. It's a massively motivated Simmons. Like I said on the Twitter the other day, March 11th is when they're playing in Philadelphia next. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. Cool. So a, cu- a couple of questions. So firstly, Reams, how do you grade this trade? I grade it as a B plus for the Nets and a 
C plus for the Sixers. I can tell Reams is going to be that teacher that you always oh, got a harsh mark off. Aye, that's a B plus. Mark. And then, and then, no one's touching an A. No one's touching an A for the rest of the And then the second question is, um, aside from what Yash just says, who do you think is a is an easier fit? Uh, Simmons with the Nets or Harden with the 76ers? Simmons with the Nets, easily, man. Definitely. Because let me explain, and I'll explain why. Because now you've got an elite defender, you've got a guy who could push the pace in the open court, and he doesn't want to take any shots. And you've already got two of the best shot creators of all time. So, like, everyone's happy there. Like, Kevin Durant now doesn't have to take on, like, the, like, because another thing the that's... Primary defense, can, yeah. yeah, Kevin Durant is defending yeah. his ass off this season as well. He yeah. does not have to do that anymore. So he could just focus on being the best scorer of all time and not having to be <laughs> him protecting and guarding Yanis. And, huh? You know what I mean? So, like, literally, I feel like everyone, like, you don't have Harden pounding the ball, taking shots from Kyrie, taking shots from KD. And now you have... They'll be actual, quicker. They'll be quicker. They could push the pace. They could play faster. You know what I mean? They have... Ben Simmons offers some vertical spacing as well. You know what I mean? It's not just... There's other ways to space the floor than just shooting, you know what I mean? Like, if they want to do some, like, pick and roll where Ben Simmons rolling into the rim, short roll, creating out of that, like, you know what I mean? Like, Kevin Durant's one of the smartest basketball players in the world, and he likes... I know, like, he's an ISO guy, but he does like... He likes playing. to play. He likes to play. That's why he went to Golden State in the first place, right? Because he's that, he, he, he not say that. Yeah, yeah, say. To, yeah, and that's why you don't see him of top too many of these most points in a single game list because he's not really interested in going out and getting 70. And and that's something people... I don't want to have to score 70 for my team to win. That I know you guys like doing that, but I, I'm really not interested. I'm I'm cool with a hyper-efficient 35. Cool. So the second trade I wanted to discuss is... Involved Wait, before in... we move on, before we move mm. on, and it just shows how how, full his, how far his stock has fallen, we haven't even mentioned Andre Drummond, who also got thrown into this trade. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And, but, but the thing is, we joke. But like, oh, and, but then again, that's another I mean, thing the Nets have been complaining they don't have is a big body right. at centre. Yeah. So yeah, and so they got that now. Like you know what I mean? It's better than fucking Paul Millsap. Uh, yeah, no, it's better than Paul Millsap. Yeah, yeah. The ghost of oh, the yeah. ghost of Paul Millsap. Do we? Sorry. Do we still think that Andre Drummond in a playoff game can go out there and like have one of them like twenty rebound nights? No, but he can give you ten minutes. He can give you fifteen minutes. Like you can, especially for the Nets, like whether if they We're down if they bad. sit Simmons and just like just have him just destroying. Listen, you as could a just center. You, you could just put him on the court against Giannis, and he could just pick up three hard fouls. Just get just get six fouls a game. Just get six fouls a game. <laughs> That'll do. Like, just you know wear I mean? him down. Just wear him down throughout the series. Yeah, I see it. I see the vision. <laughs> cool. So the second trade I'm going to go to is involving another one of the top contenders in the league. Um, so, oh, it's a four-team trade. So, so bear with me here, guys. Um, good, the, luck, good luck, bro. Good luck deciphering this one. Yeah, the Detroit Pistons receive Marvin Bagley III. The LA Clippers receive Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale. The Milwaukee Bucks receive Serge Ibaka, uh, 2022 second-round pick from Detroit, um, least favorable via Golden State or the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, 2024 second-round pick from Detroit via Sacramento. And the Sacramento Kings receive Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lowes. So, yeah, a lot of flashbacks in, in, in that um, trade. I'll start with you this time, um, Reams. Um, how do you grade that trade for, for each team? Um, 
I like I, I like I, I like it. Um so I think the Kings right now are in an interesting position. Okay. So they've got two guys now that they decided, okay, we're gonna build our team around these two guys. I don't know how high everyone is on those two guys. I think there's like ceiling issues of like how good can we really be? Fox and Halliburton for any listeners who may be yeah, wondering. With, with, with Darren Fox and Tyrese Halliburton as our best two players. But I think if they've decided to, this is the direction we're going in. I think that's two players that you could build a good team around, in my opinion. Yes, yes, so yes, it's a bonus and Fox. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk on it. We'll talk on it. Gone. Um, what did you think of Surge to the box? I think Surge back into the box is great. Um, um, for a couple reasons. Um, we don't know what Brook Lopez is going to be when he comes back. And I think they really need size off the bench. Mm. Because Bobby Portis was their size off the bench. But now he's had to move into the starting lineup. And I don't know. And, and, and he's going and playing the fight. And I don't know if you watched it yesterday, Runes, but they played Phoenix yesterday, which yeah. is a, a finals repeat, as everyone like who kept paying attention last season. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton got 27 points and, and had... He, there just is no resistance to him at all. He yeah. had Portis lost. They had Drew Holiday having to collapse into the paint to guard him at times. They mm-hmm. had people. They had um, all sorts guarding him. And like obviously, Yanis, you can't be expecting to guard inside and outside and be your offense as well. And um, and and, and, and Yan, we we need, we need to appreciate Yanis is best as a free safety as well. Like he's best. yeah, come in and helping and slapping yeah, help things him, as a secondary I mean? guy. Disrupting, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was it was nasty. Honestly, there was if if you were the GM of the Milwaukee Bucks, you were sitting there watching DeAndre Ayton have everyone up, have it up, uh, Bobby Parkis, have up everyone last night, grinning that you managed to get Serge Ibaka and most of the picks in this trade. And all yeah. you really had to give out were Dante DiVincenzo, who's coming didn't off a horrible a injury. Didn't play a part, didn't in, play the a part in the title. <laughs> coming off a horrible injury. And Grayson Allen's kind of coming and filling his role. Like, I think DiVincenzo mm. will still be good when he gets his legs back under him and he's good somewhere. I was someone I would have liked. But that's what they gave up. They got all the picks for it. They got second rounders, cool. And you've managed to get Ibaka. Ibaka's still, especially, you talk about Lopez being out, right? Like what Lopez has added to his game last few years in terms of being able to stretch things and hit threes reliably, Ibaka's got that in his bag all day and has shown that he can do it in the playoffs all day. And I, I know he's old, he's getting on a bit and whatever, but Portis, bless him, great four. Not sure about him as a five. Uh, Obviously he, not a five. He, he got he got mullered last night. He got killed. He so did. The, it was, the Bucks it was good timing. game that you're speaking about, shout out to Chris Paul, 17 points and 19 assists. Seven of the Suns had double figures last night. This was yeah. They're, the, they're like uh what's that Thanos thing where he balances the knife or whatever it is. And everything's <laughs> in perfect perfectly balanced. balanced. Well, Everyone in the Suns gets team. twelve to eighteen every night. It's a joke. It's a socialist <laughs> right. basketball team. It's even a joke. If it's, even, <laughs> if it's, even if it's Bismack Biombo, like you know, what I mean? like, yeah, Biombo had nine night. last night. He's giving he's giving you twelve and nine. Like oh, that's mad. it's I real talk. Have, um, I wanted to ask guys, um, Marvin Bagley the third, obviously he's he's left wow. the, the yeah, he's left the um hellhole that is Sacramento and he's gone to the hellhole that is Detroit. Um, is there anything in him? Is there anything that uh changing you know environment? What? Do you know what I will say? I think I think if there's anywhere to go, I think Detroit's a really nice place for it. Like they they moved Josh Jackson in this trade. Josh mm. Jackson was in a 
less talented but not dissimilar position to Bagley where he fell it out into the G League uh, being a fifth pick and I think I love okay. like Cade being there and how mature he is I like Dwayne Casey in charge of a rebuilding team um, the culture seems good there they're taking a flyer on a lot of guys like that and I think it's a place. It's a, it's a place to go if you're if you're looking to rebuild your career. Yeah, I think I think it's a really good landing spot for him. I don't know if he'll ever be number two pick above Luca. Good, but if they can just make him uh, a talented four who's not a total turnstile on defense, then then good in it. But um, he needed to get out of Sacramento. Like that was a disaster. Mm. Um, and they can like they and the thing is the so he's out of contract this year, restricted free agent. So they can match any offer sheet they get. The market for him is not going to be great because mm. of all these red flags about him. Um, so they can get him in, work with him toward the end of the year and just kind of sit him down and be like, yeah, you might be in the G League soon. So listen, just let Cave to let Cunningham serve you up and then and then see what happens. So I think he's a nice guys. spot. I like that landing spot for him. I like that landing spot for him. Because he's going to a team that's like literally, if they don't win any games, no one cares. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> they're just they're just building up their young talent right yeah. now. Yeah, they got K, they got Sadiq Bay. You know they're gonna get another high pick in this draft. You know they could end up getting themselves, I don't know, like a, a AJ Griffin or something like that. Like another like shooter from the wing. So right now it's just development. It's just development. And like Bagley really like has never had a season, in my opinion. Like I don't I don't think he's had a season in the league yet. Like every year has been disrupted. Either he's been on the bench, Luke Walton was benching him. Injuries, you know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 and he's had issues with um the king's leadership as well. So yeah, he, yeah. he's somebody who just needed a complete change of environment. And yeah, listen, it's about how badly you want it now, man. We know how this league is, it's it's ruthless. Sometimes when it spits you out, you, you don't even get a second opportunity. Um, and finally, I want to talk about the Clippers who received Rodney Hood and and, and one of Yas's boys, Semi Ojale. Um Jesus, terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Lovely bloke, by all accounts, an absolutely top bloke. Just really bad at basketball. Just really bad. Um, I, I am, a, I'm expecting to see him on the buyout market soon. <laughs> very, very soon. Dreadful. Uh, they tried to get him in as like a PJ Tucker re replacement in Milwaukee, and it. Oh no, nah, man. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't that. Yes, you got some blocks this year, though. Did he? Oh, good for him because he went four years without one pretty much for us. <laughs> I noticed that Drew Hanlon puts up his workout videos of Embiid and Tatum, but he leaves out the ones with Shemi Ojale. But, um, <laughs> you know, we all market ourselves however we want, you know. Um, cool. Hey, word up. Hang on. On Bagley, so 23 now. He's drafted by the Kings, so it's not even like a guy that Detroit are kind of like hoping for. This is his kind of first fresh start. I don't know. kind of to see a bit in him. And actually, like, all that drama, you know, with the Kings, and it was all a big thing at one point. Definitely, maybe it was a slow news month, but do you know what I mean? Like Bagley's dad, like popping off and getting angry with the Kings management was actually a real story. Mm. Like and then, yeah. fast forward to the trade deadline, and then he kind of just gets moved a little bit silently, and it's like, oh, yeah, all right, that 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 just speaks on your nine points average. I think as I think as well, like talking about restarts. I don't know how much. Like this has happened, but if we drafted you over Luca and Trey, and you're not good, I, I, so, sorry, I'm gonna I, be yes, can I just, I'm gonna be looking sorry, at him sideways yeah, all the time, and then now you, he yeah. hasn't got that on him. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but every person they 
that got drafted in that top five as a stud, except for him. So it's not just Luca. Yeah. And Jay. Uh, they could have drafted anyone in that top five. Who would have remind, remind us who would the other two? Aiden first. Aiden and Darren and Jackson, Jackson Jr. Jackson. Ah, oh, God. The Kings are first, <laughs> man. That is a absolutely that is franchise. They, they, terrible, they, had a, they, had a, they had a four in one chance of hitting. A four in five chance. A four in five chance of hitting. And they missed. Absolutely. That is absolutely that's, a curse franchise. Almost impossible. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh you've, got, you've got two who are going to be perennial all-stars. One who's potentially MVP. Well, not is a potential MVP, future MVP in Luca. You've got DeAndre, who's um, going to be a, a top big in this league for a decade plus. Jaron Jackson Jr. looks like Defensive he's going to be joining year, that like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just get out of there, Marvin. You, you should be grateful. All right, guys, I'm going to ask you um, out of the goodness of my heart to... to, to um, Grade these trades. So uh, Detroit receiving Marvin Bagley the third. What grade do you give them for that? I say C yeah, plus. C. If they, yeah, if they can make it work, it's and they nothing. didn't give much out. They gave Josh Jackson trailer. Like, Josh they didn't lose a lot. Um, no, I think that it's, it's worth a, it's worth a, a go. Worth a punt. Know? Yeah, why not? Yeah, man? worth a punt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take a C. C as well. Yeah. Um, Clippers receiving Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale. I mean, they got themselves Norman Powell, obviously, and Rocco. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with Clippers, they got they got rid of like Ibaka for financials as well as much as Mm. anything. So like they were like, obviously, they don't know who's coming back yet. They don't want to pay too too much tax and whatever. Um, Clippers, I don't really see as a factor. Like, gave some stuff up, but I think their their real big hit was the Rocco and okay, so uh, not not applicable, yeah. Na Uh, (laughs) Na, the Bucks. So obviously, that's trade, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Serge Ibaka, the twenty twenty two second round pick and the twenty twenty four second round pick. I think that's Detroit's a B plus man. Second round pick. Are we having a laugh? Like they yeah. got they got they got they got picks out of it as well, and yeah. they got a guy in a position that they desperately they need. I think if they that's, that's yeah. a C plus to me. Yeah, I'm going B plus man. I think they like, like after watching Aiton yesterday, it's jumped up, and then I think if they get like. Robin Lopez back on buyout or something like that. He's he's, he's out for the end of the year. We'll talk on buyouts a bit later, but they get him just as another body there in case Brooke doesn't come back. Um, you know, if you cut his hair, maybe you can shoot the freeze. But I'm going B plus for for Milwaukee. I think that's a quality trade for them. I don't know how they've managed to come out of that because Dante wasn't really staying anyway. So, mm. oh, and just a thought. Sorry, hang on. Do we have like so? You're just thinking that like guys want these. Big bodies. We we've even talked about Andre Drummond, Robin Lopez. But like, how many, how many big guys actually even available these times in the league to stop dominant big men? We haven't really got that many big bodies, have we? They're they're around. I think the skilled one is is tough in it. But everyone wants rim runners. I think that's the thing. Everyone wants rim runners. Like our big body this year as a reserve. We're yeah, like, we just well, we'll touch on them in a minute. But we had Canter and Bruno Fernando, and they're just not skilled. Dead. That's, that's not that's right. right. And they're, they're not even big bodies, bro. They're not dominant paint forces. By any means, yeah. Robin Lopez at least is an, an anchor. That motherfucker can't get off the ground. Oh, but <laughs> he boxes out like the best of them. Yeah. You see, you see, every time you say Bruno Fernando, yes, I have flashback. My CTE plays up and I think of Bruno Fernandez. So, uh, sorry, yeah. please, Bruno, please think. Bro, yes, no. spare a thought for me. Bruno um, Fernando and Enes Cantor's both their last made shots for the Celtic before they went with three pointers. How about Bruno, that? Come on. And Cantor. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's, free, that's freedom to you, sir. And finally, yeah, uh, the, the Sacramento Kings uh, receiving 
Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, who's an, another guy who's trying to salvage some sort of career, and Trey Lyles. I actually think that's Tra- good as well. To be fair, Tra- I, I, I got, Trey I got been putting in some good minutes this year. Yeah, I got, I got, I got B minus for that. I think, I think every player they got there is useful. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially I, as they're trying to figure things out and they're not really yeah. sure like what they want to put around Sabonis. I think B minus. I think that's good. Yeah, I think every player they got there is useful. I think DiVincenzo is a starter. Could be, a, could be a starter. Like him and Justin Holiday, like you know, that's a good like like wing rotation to have him, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb. That's actually a pretty solid. Yeah, Lamb, Lamb, Lamb did well yeah. in his debut the other day as well. Yeah, I've got to yeah. say on DiVincenzo, more co- just context. Like he's obviously gone from the Bucks, this team that he's obviously been at since uh, championship it. thing, like pedigree thing, like serious. First class to the Kings a bit long. You have gone from Wisconsin to the West Coast, though. Yeah, so but have you been to Sacramento? Yeah, but it's like there's Northern, not much it's on. Like, it's like Northern <laughs> California. It's like cold. Yeah, there's there. not much <laughs> happening. I went there. Listen, we went there. We went there and we were like, no, we'll make a day of it. We went there for the game. We looked at what it was to do the night after. I drove I'm straight dead. back to LA. There was absolutely. <laughs> if you go on TripAdvisor for Sacramento, guess what the number one thing to do is? Go and watch go to the a Kings? game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's it's nothing hilarious. else there. Hilarious because that is actually the capital of California as well. Oh, the best one was at the start of this season, or maybe before when Simmons first pointed out he said he wanted to go one of the three California teams the Clippers, the Lakers, or Golden State, or Golden State Warriors. <laughs> and he did not mention the fourth California, one of the three California <laughs> destinations. Well, that, look, listen, we can't, we can't blame him. Um, well, okay. I wanna... So, yeah, he's he's screwed. That's it. Sorry, yeah. Dante, you're done <laughs> I wanna... here, bro. sorry. <laughs> I want to go on to a, a few interesting trades that when we saw them, we were kind of like, hmm? food for thought. I'm going to start um, with the Indiana Pacers and the Sacramento Kings. So, the Indiana Pacers received Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Tristan Thompson, while the Sacramento Kings received Demontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb the 2023 second round pick, which is protected um, from 56 to 60. Um, what are your thoughts on this trade, boys? Start with you, Yanni. What, how interesting. The Kings getting back a guy who is a borderline all-star. Everyone's two, just confused because no, it doesn't... A two-time no, all-star. borderline about oh, it. Two-time all-star. Right now, sorry. Uh, he's At this current time, he's playing like a borderline all-star. Good save. Good Every, save. Everyone's kind of just <laughs> confused because it doesn't push the needle, right? And then additionally to that, the streets have been saying, and by the streets, I should mean, do you know what I mean? Just NBA chatter, that teams were a little bit confused when they saw this trade go through and that they would have chucked something in for Tyrese Halliburton had they known that that kind of was the going they, price. They didn't know and he so, was available, period. Precisely. They thought, that was, like, so, they thought that was the only person that the Kings wouldn't trade. Precisely, and and that's why we're all confused, right? So now we're sitting here, and the Pacers have got themselves Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Hield. I do kind of understand bringing in Sabonis to the Kings as a fresh face, something for the franchise. Um, I don't hate it though. I wouldn't say I hate it by any means. I'm sure some people were hating on it, saying that Tyrese is obviously a much bigger piece than Sabonis or whatever. But uh, I'm here for it. I'm going on B on each side. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with something before Reams waxes lyrical about Tyrese because I think that's worth doing. And Tyrese Halliburton for me was the Kings' best player. Like 
potential be damned. Like, I think he's the best player now. I prefer him to Fox now. Um, I prefer him to Heald now. I prefer yep. him to Rashawn Holmes now. Harrison Barnes now. By every single metric, he was their best player of the season. Yeah, them, I, I like Harrison Barnes and all them guys, but he's he's their best player. And and I think Liani's hit it. Like Everyone was like assuming that he was going to be there for the next six, seven years. The biggest thing about him as well is the fans... The Sacramento fans can't like if you just see their reaction. Like this guy proper wanted to be there. He embraced oh. it. He was he really impressed them in the draft process. Like I remember because I remember he went twelfth and everyone was quite surprised that like he kept dropping. Like he was tipped as like a six to eight sort of guy in the draft. Why did he drop? Do you know? People thought his shot looked funky. I think he, they, he they, dropped because of his they, shot. They, they didn't think his shot would translate to the NBA. Yeah, and it really even though, has. Even though he hasn't shot less than forty percent since he was like. And do you know what? He actually, I, I, I remember. I remember this because I actually like. I was. I was quite upset we didn't get him because he was only two off, and I was crossing my fingers as he and toes as he was coming down the board. I remember seeing a bit of him afterwards, and they asked him about his shot straight away, and he goes, "I'm a college kid with skinny arms," and he was like, "That shot gets me the lift because I don't really have." The strength yet, so it's like a it's like a push more than like a real nice stroke, and then he kind of it explained doesn't, it, 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 it. It doesn't look pretty at all. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look pretty, but he kind of explained like it works, so I'm not going to fix it. But when, maybe when I add some mass, I'll, yeah, he's like really aware of it. it was but really yeah, good. that's and then, even the fact that he's aware is impressive. Yeah, and 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 he's class, like a really good defender. He could play off the ball. He can play on the ball. He can see passes. He's athletic enough to get up and down the floor. He's not rapid, but he's quick enough to get up and down the floor. And these things really, really well. Showed, really showed off his playmaking as well. Yeah, so, so like, and, and, and they had they had three guards. I'm convinced that they tried to shop Fox, and people saw a max contract with a guy who shot poorly, and they were just like, nah. But before we get on to Tyrese Moore, because I I I know Reams can cover that and 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 what he can bring to the Pacers, I do think because he's newer and we're more used to Sabonis, and Sabonis is now going on to his third team and everything like that. I do think that the reaction on Twitter was too far on Tyrese's side. Uh-huh. I, f- I think Sabonis has shown that he's a two-time All-Star. He's come in now and everyone saw how good he was on his debut. And mm. all of a sudden, people are like, oh, no, it was a great trip for the Kings. But uh-huh. the initial reaction was that it's a rubbish. It lost yeah. Tyrese. And I get that. But they've got Davion Mitchell. they got Darren Fox. Maybe they tried to shop him and they didn't. But Sabonis kind of showed straight away in his first game that he was worth the trade. And he was one that was linked with bigger teams than the Kings as well. So I do think that, you know, the Pacers, you I could think say, that's, that's my have won it, I guess, because they got longer. I Sabonis at a playoff team. And obviously that's just not happened. And now, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, that's, you've made your bed now. Like, Sabonis, you're going to be at, unless something but, mad happens, but, really. But, but, the, but the West is a bit of a mess. And they could sneak yeah, in. I was going to ask, does, and... he, does, he get, does he get them into that kind of play-in, potentially getting into the playoff sort of position? I have yeah, to that's, 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 long... that's, when, that's when we have to start talking about the Pelicans now, because... Oof. Yeah, that's the they've next... Got, that's they've gotten got better as well. That's the next trade I, I wanted to that talk about. That is interesting, so. actually, then, if we're going to talk about them shortly, that both these teams, the Kings and the, and the Pelicans, have kind of just acquired themselves a star each that kind of puts them in playoff uh, play-in category. Mm. Um, so what grade would you give that trade for uh, Sacramento? Yes. B. 
be fair, like consider it. Okay, they got off healed, which healed everyone loves healed because he's a snapper, but they thought he was on too much money anyway. I think like they got off healed. Um, Jeremy Lamb's come in and had a good game. Justin Holiday's come in and had a good game. Obviously, they've got Dante in as more wing depth, so you got got to kind of take them as a package. And then they got Sabonis. Sabonis is on a good contract for the next few years as well. He's the sort mm-hmm. of player that makes players around him better. I think people would like to go and play with a Sabonis. Thing is with Sabonis as well is. Um, Reem's got in a little debate with someone about this on Twitter and I think it was fair in that he can shoot a three but he's not like a four or five shot a game guy at 35% but he can shoot it a bit but I think people have to remember wide, he's, he's in, if you give him a wide open three he'll he'll take it yeah and I, I think mean, people have to remember as well he's been with Miles Turner in Indiana he's been playing with another center every game yeah like that's and, and he's someone who likes to you know, he can kick it out to the weak side. He can play little pocket passes, entry passes. He can play it over the top to rim runners and, and cutters. Like, he can do a lot that he wasn't well, really love- able to do on that Miles Turner. Miles Turner can space it in that he can shoot, right? I get it. But he can't, like, pump fake and then take a one-step dribble and then rip through it. Like, so it, the spacing's almost a little bit fugazi. Like, he's up, he's out there, but he, if he doesn't shoot it, it's wasted. So I like the idea of him now with a team built around him and we'll see what he can do there. So I've given this B plus to the Kings. I know they lost Tyrese, but Davion Mitchell is a good player as well. Great defender can shoot it. Um, Darren Fox. Okay. I would have kept Tyrese Halliburton, but if you can't shop the Aaron Fox, you don't have room for three guards like that. And then Tyrese gets you Sabonis. I think it's kind of worth it, man. Like I, I'm not saying I would have done it, but I think if you that's the position the you're in, I get it. And yeah. so I'm going B plus man. And look, this is the thing as well. Like, they could just be shit forever and make no moves. And I think you have to commend an ownership for being like, look, I know we're shit and we usually make terrible decisions. Let's go get Sabonis. Let's go get a player that's fun, that's what, good. Let's, that's try good. To, let's try to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, so this good, contract man. is sensational, bruv. Although, I think someone's made the point as well, but big men who can't really defend like that have to be otherworldly and Sabonis is not great. But I, I, at the I'm same sure. time... I, 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 I said good. that in the spaces. Yeah, and you're right, and I get it, but then it's the Sacramento Kings, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's whatever. Isn't it? I applaud the effort. I applaud the effort. I applaud no, the I love effort. it, man. He's uh, had, he just so is, sorry, he's this... 25. Yeah. That's all right. He's a lot younger than people. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, 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 he's going to be 20, he's gonna be 20 it, years yeah. old at 2024 when he enters unrestricted free agency. He's going to enter UFA at 28. He might be playing for another big deal here. Yeah, get himself he, some numbers he, in Sacramento. He, he, he's got another contract in him. He really he's does. Might have another two. Cool. Um, so you guys are giving this trade for Sacramento a B, yeah? I am. I've got BB. Um, and how about Indiana? Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, another man I expect to see on the buyout market, buyout market. very <laughs> soon. <laughs> very soon. He is. Who's shit. buying out? Um, Nah, they'll buy him out and then someone will get him in on a minimum just for be backup. But I think I think Indiana's good as well, man. Like I, think, got... I, think, I think we might see him in Golden State. They desperately need a big. And yeah. he'll, he'll he'll come play limited minutes, you know, give them some rebounding. Would you would you take well. would you so Drew Eubanks has already been waived. Robin Lopez might be. Would you take Tristan Thompson over Ebro Rose right now? I take him over Robin Lopez, yeah. Boy, I, I had to. Suffer I just for think that guy I'm not gonna Boston lie. Tristan Thompson <laughs> right now is messy. Like I don't really know what the crack is like that. I don't be following TMZ or nothing. I just know that it's hectic down there. Cool. 
let me go you know to I mean. the next. Let me go to the next trade again in the Western Conference. Um, New Orleans Pelicans receive CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr. and Tony Snell. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers receive Nikal Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, Diddy Lozada, Thomas Sataransky, the 2022 first round pick, which is protected numbers 1 to 4 and numbers 15 to 30. Uh, turns into Milwaukee's 2025 first rounder with top four protection, if not conveyed. And a 2026 second round pick, more favourable between New Orleans and Portland. And a 2027 second round pick. So quite a big haul there for Portland, but obviously they're losing CJ, one of their finest scorers. Um, Greater trade for me, yes. Right. Uh, before that, I have no... I'm going D. Wait, is it who, for who? For the Pelicans? Um, yeah, for the Pelicans. Or for first. the Blazers. B plus for the Pelicans, brilliant. Yeah. You've added some shooting around Ingram. Ingram and uh, and McCollum is two really good wing players. I think Nance Junior has been shut down now with with a surgery or something, which is yeah, great. Yeah, out for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But um, so that's that's not great. But that's great. Like CJ's in there, and I I, I said on the pod last week, look out for the Pelicans as one of the teams to maybe go for like a Dame or a CJ because of all the picks mm. they have. Portland got one first round pick back and a second round pick in four years. And then Portland uh, took Alexander Walker, Josh Hart, Sataransky. Cool. Then they moved Sataransky and Alexander Walker in another trade to Spurs and the Jazz. And they got another second round pick and a busted near retirement Joe Ingles, who can't play this year. That's fine. So they've, That's obviously just they've the literally decided they the to, yeah, but bro, I get it. And they got um, Bledsoe in the other trade, and, and his salary dump in it. <laughs> yeah, and and then and, and, and Hart and Bledsoe, both of their contracts are non guaranteed for next year. So they have literally just cleaned house for um, a free agency assault on Dame. The reason I give it a D, yeah, for Portland, kind of both those trades, is you're really banking on Dame being the best recruiter in the league because it's not a destination number one mm. and number two it was even available it, uh, boy not a, i don't think i think may, maybe sign and trades you know here and there but this is what i'm saying they haven't even got the draft capital to make that stuff work so they're going on some big free agent assault there's not it's not exactly like a stacked summer like reams just said if you want to target people in sign and trades you're going to need to either have salary to match oh. which they don't or you're going to need to have picks to throw in which they haven't demanded or won in these trades so what the fuck okay, are so they I doing question, so i got a question for you then yes is is all of this uh, a facade to give dame an opportunity to try and get somebody in but really they're going to eventually get rid of dame that would be the biggest like pandering ever because you haven't even got the this is what i'm saying like whether it's try and fail or whether it's like pretend to look like you're trying they have no draft capital from these trades, bro. Like they so so let's say Dame does go, then what? Then they have a rebuild with no draft capital and Anthony Simmons and and like their their own picks. It's it's a mess. Oh, they've I have drafted no so what poorly as playing. well. I really does. Like Dame Siege were enough to obviously get them to the Western Conference final a couple of years ago or whatever, and then Dame and CJ have been enough to do what they've been doing, like Come like Arsenal 2010, finishing fourth all the time, and that not but even like, they're not even finishing the equivalent of fourth in the NBA, they're finishing the equivalent exactly. Of they're like finishing eighth, eighth. Or whatever, <laughs> precisely. Uh, 
but then what you're saying about this summer oh my days we actually put the free agency uh 2022 free agents in the chat the other day and obviously there is absolutely nobody here guys john wall is is going to take his player option so is russ Kyrie is including this. He's got a player option. After that, guys, it's Gary Harris on 20 mil. Obviously, he's going to be unrestricted. Seth Levine's going to get re signed in Chicago. There is nobody on this list, boys. Like, There's Joe Ingalls is like ninth. So the other guys are like Iguodala, Rubio, Dragic. This free agent class is Dead. woeful. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what the. I, I, um, so, and I don't think they'd want to tank like a, another year. Of Dame, it's prime. Like you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what the plan is here, but I get. I guess we'll see. Maybe they're opening. What they grade? Big... What grade are you giving it? What the so for the for for, for the what the for the Blazers? Firstly, for the Blazers, then for the Pelicans. The Pelicans, I'm giving it a B plus. The Blazers, I'm giving it a D, because they've given they've given up like pretty much all their assets that they had to give up. And they haven't got anything in return, so I'm not like, are they are they planning to build around Anthony Simmons and Dame? Like, you know, what I mean, that's uh, a that's bro, a, that I'm might be a worse defensive backcourt that they already had. Like, uh, <laughs> without the skill of CJ, like, bro, yeah. I, I was as soon it's as as soon be... as they as soon as they made the power move, I was like, ah, cool, they're going into full tank and then build and blow up, and they're going to get all these picks. They've managed to get rid of all their assets without getting any picks or players back. It's How much draft capital they're going to be able to get for Dame? Nah, but bro, like, I don't even... Yeah, a, a lot, but you just thrown away everything else you have, so... Is it enough to rebuild build a franchise what their haul for Dame, do you think? Their potential haul for should even be. If they, even if they get three firsts for him, even if they get two free firsts for him, like three Drew firsts. Holiday got or whatever, the, they've managed to get a first for CJ. And, and a second from flipping the guys they got in the first trade. So they had great opportunities now. What I, did, honestly, what, what, like, what, did they, what did they get for Norman Powell and, and Covington? They got... Norman yeah, Powell. they got Bledsoe, who's expiring pretty much. Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, who's good. We touched on that last time, but not amazing. And then a 2025 second round pick. So I have no idea what the crack is there. Like, you know what? I'm sad, sad even talking about it. Pelicans, good for them. Looks like they're doing something. Need to keep Zion. B plus. CJ's a great pro, great player to get in there. Love that trade for them. Really good. And they had to give up pretty much nothing. And they literally. Boy. This is a team that. This is a team that has had like some of the worst guard play this year you'll ever see. So, like an they, absolutely they, massive, massive upgrade for them. Yeah. So like you Come. can't box and one Brandon Ingram anymore with this trade. Can we uh can we talk about kind of what CJ McCollum is gonna be for the Pels and how they're gonna look over the next few months going into the playoffs? Yeah. Sure. So so what is CJ McCollum's biggest strength? His ability to score in the mid range. Mid range. His ability to score in the mid range and create. He's a combo guard. Yeah. He could he could play mid, facilitate a little bit, and he yeah. could shoot from free. So oh, yeah, you know what? I was, I was just about to say that we know him obviously for his mid range scoring, but because he wasn't taking enough. But then in the last year and a half, it's up to his attempts to eight plus a game, and he's still converting at the same rate. You know, in he's one of the best mid range scorers in the league, and so is Brandon Ingram. So they have two of the most like reliable 
mid-range scores you could have. It's going to help in some of them fourth quarters. Yeah, and and we've seen how that's done for the Chicago Bulls. We see how that's done for the Phoenix Suns. Having Mm. a mid-range scorer is doing you a wonder of good down the stretch in games. So that's mm. a good point. Do you guys think Zion is coming back this season? Hell no. Looking a bit techie. Yeah, I don't know. Again, again, we talk about Sacramento trying to make a go of stuff. Again, it's Pelicans another one where I applaud them for just trying to make a move. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people would rather than CJ stationary. Yeah. Hey, listen, if, yeah. CJ, if, CJ, if Zion comes back, CJ McCollum becomes your third best player. That is a very good position to be in. Yeah, and that, again, we go, back, we go back to talking hmm. about you know the Clippers last time and and Sacramento this year. The West is open. Like the Pelicans are in the play-in as we speak. The Pelicans, oh. and if the season ended tomorrow, they're playing the Lakers in the play-in game, and they're waxing like, them. They're in the they're in the mix <laughs> even after a terrible year. That's how much sorry, of a mess we, we the West they have is. Jonas Valanciunas as well. Who's yeah, which is Valanciunas is having a, a career year. In the league, like, I mean, so. Herb, Herb Jones is like the most underrated rookie this year. He's like he's, one, he's, he's a, a, amazing defender. Amazing thing, defender. Yeah. He can't quite shoot it yet, but he's putting up a few numbers. He's like thirty percent ish. Um, yeah, like they they they're at least. I've, relevant I've been, with I've the been, CJ. I think CJ in the lineup moves on um, Devonte Graham to the bench as well. So that's a, a six good. man. That's a six <laughs> man if I ever saw one. He, he might be. An that eighth is man. the definition of one. <laughs> he might be an eighth man. Like he's never shot forty percent since he's been in the league. Like let's let's not take the piss here now, man. Come on. <laughs> at least at least give us forty <laughs> percent. Yeah, go. but bro, I'm not even, I'm not even asking. I'm not even asking for 41, just 40. Like, come on. Some some of them big <laughs> shots, yeah. Some some of them unnecessarily big shots, the way they be teardropping in the fourth quarter. Every now was. and again, I forget that Yanni's a Charlotte fan because he was very quiet before Lamelo, And then <laughs> then you talk about like, Graham's quiet years and then Yanni kind of just be like, it. yeah, but some of those late shots, though. Some of those late <laughs> shots. Graham Graham's a funny little player, man. He's a good passer. He, he can like, hit big shots sometimes. Fun. But yeah, now nah, he's, he's someone who is eventually not going to... We really, really overlook the fact that they swapped him for Alonso, but we'll, uh, yeah, we'll leave that for now. But yeah, man, like um, Pelicans, they'll be a fun little playing team, and then they have another year as Zion just to try and make something work before he. I do. I need that. He's back, bruv, like, yeah. we, he's the unstoppable force, but you know it's going to be three years in the league and one point five of them injury plagued, and then do you know what I mean. Suddenly, three years have gone to waste, and then and we you're look thinking, at the are we going to keep this doing... guy? <laughs> You look at yeah, John exactly. and you're thinking, Zion, like, this was supposed bro, to be you. It's supposed to be <laughs> yeah. you, dog. And it kind of is when you're on the call. I get it. But, bro, like, He's never won, stop though. eating Cheetos, my bro. <laughs> yeah, I think Cheetos probably the least of his worries. Um, Listen, um, in celebration of this trade, Luka Doncic helped himself to a 50 ball yesterday. Um, yeah, Dallas Mavericks <laughs> receive... Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Am I reading that right? And yeah, the Washington... <laughs> And the, and the Washington Wizards receive Chris Stapp's Porzingis in a second round pick. Uh, what's going on, boys? I think the Wizards might be the only team I'm more confused by than the Pelicans at the moment. Like, Dinwiddie hasn't had a good year. And the Blazers, like, yeah? Sorry, the Blazers. not the Pelicans. I mean the Blazers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dinwiddie's not had a great year. He's coming off an ACL and it's shown. Like, he's had a few decent games, but he's not been good. He's had some real, real stinkers. Um, but the fact that they've managed to have to just attach a second round pick to the Mavs, I mean, to get off Porzingis. And the Wizards have been like, yeah, you can have our diet Porzingis, our sugar-free Porzingis in Bertans <laughs> and and Dinwiddie. I'm dead. Like, the thing is, like, 
everyone's been thinking how the hell are the Mavs going to get off this Porzingis contract? Like, it's a horrible, horrible contract. I can't lie. Porzingis has been terrible, yeah, but comparing him to Davis Bertans is, like, the most disrespectful thing I've heard on this podcast. But, but the point, but, Davis Bertans, Davis Bertans does nothing well on a basketball court. No, Davis Bertans is a, is a disaster. But <laughs> the fact that they have now somehow turned Porzingis into two smaller contracts, just like they've got so much Wonderful. more flexibility with now. They only have to attach a couple things to move them and this, that, and the other. Then with the yeah. uh, Brunson I, and Doncic, I, 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 I don't know how I that's going to work. I am alarmed the best Porzingis can get is Spencer Dinwiddie. That is... I didn't realize oh, his value is so low. low, bro. With that contract, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't think he's, 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 there's, that a, low. there's at least a, there's at least another two years on that contract. It's like a one and one, which he'll probably take the the player option. So it's another. It's like another seventy million guaranteed to Porzingis. He's on the floor half the time. He can't move when he's on it to defend anyone. Like no, no, he no, hadn't, but, he, no, but he's actually he's actually that's 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 what's not true. Like the Mavs defense this season has been really good. That's why they've been winning the games. defense. Yeah, the defense has been good as a team, but like think, he's I not on the floor I, half the time. He's had a he had a, he had a little no, spark Paul, at the start. Porzingis is deep. Like I think of all the like centers in the league that's defended like shots in the paint. I think he's maybe like fourteenth. Like so compared to what he was, like okay, I'll, I'll defer to you on on his he's defense. Been really good, like he's actually been playing defense this season. So I think I think yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> They got off the contract. They turned it into two little ones. I don't particularly rate any player in this trade, um, but they they only had to attach a second round pick to like get off no, him. There's, there's no useful player. Yes, we call that a poo, you call that a poo poo platter, bro. A poo poo platter. Like, there's not one like there's not one useful I've, player in this trade. But like, in I saying it, in saying it, I've given I've given more about. I'd have been like, okay, like Rui, yeah, he's actually yeah, yeah. a good player. Like you know what I mean. And I think he's still cost control, not on a big deal. But the, my, my big thing, I gave Dallas B minus just because you've turned one contract that looked unmovable into two smaller ones which you can attach to stuff. Luca's already on his big, big max. So they, they have to be a bit more creative and oh, they Spencer, didn't lose any Spencer's, draft capital in doing it. Spencer's contract is pretty big though, no? That means that like it's gonna maybe and I know they want I know Jalen Brunson is a um coming up. free agent and they're gonna wanna re-sign him. So, yeah. I don't know how they're, they're going to manage to share the minutes gonna... of those three. Like, I think Spencer's a bit of an awkward fit in that his best stuff is when he's driving and kicking out and getting to the basket. And obviously, he's, he can uh, he's, he can't share the floor with Luca. He's not going to share the floor with Luca. So I guess it's just to he's give Luca and, and Bronson um, rest. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. they're going to stagger it. He, 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 so they're going to have a ball handler on the court when Luca's not on the court, which is something that they've they struggled with because Jalen Brunson plays really well with Luca and like. So yeah. them two are gonna that's that that's gonna be their starting backcourt. But when when Luca goes on the bench, they need another ball handler. So I guess that's gonna be Dinwiddie's um, role. I've got Chris Stapp's contract. It's just that the money goes up year by year. Really, like obviously this year, age twenty six, he's on for thirty one mil. Next year's thirty three mil, and then he's tied into the year after that on a player option for thirty six mil. Why? Yeah, and then twenty twenty four. It's a poo poo platter, but the 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 Mavs have come out of it with more flexibility and didn't lose anything. So that's that's, that's the it. only. I've way always I looked at the Mavs and thought of the Mavs as kind of just locked in. Really, it's a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's just Doncic and Inshallah. Like you've got no space, but getting off the crisps. In saying that, they've got the good. they got the they got the opportunity to match on on Brunson, like Reem said. They straight after the deadline, they signed the uh, Finney Smith, Dorian Finney Smith, to a really really good extension. He got like eleven million a year for the next mm. four. He's been good. He's been a big part of that defense, I imagine, because he's one of their better defensive players with Bullock. Um, 
so so yeah, they've they've done all right. But the Wizards, when you when you throw this in with their other trade of the day, I don't really know what they're playing out either. Again, there's no there's no win now move. There's no capital to really do anything in the future move. They're just like digging their hole of mediocrity and and sticking in it. So um, yeah, weird weird. Weird, weird, weird place to put yourself when you've got Beal expiring in the summer as well. Bizarre. I think bro. They might, they're, they're punting on the season for sure, but I don't know what their plan is for the future either. Do you um, want to, you want to attach your, yourself to Bill for two hundred plus million? No. If I see every every Bill uh, link to get, Boston, they ain't getting not play that Bill. <laughs> bro, uh, yeah, we... uh, yeah. I'll... Why is Bill out for the year? I was. Nah, he's, he needs uh, a wrist. He needs a wrist surgery. He needs a wrist surgery. Yeah. Wrist surgery, and we ain't doing anything that's worth me playing through injuries. So, so Matt, he's going yeah. for a high draft pick. Yeah. Boy, I don't it's know, nice. man. Let's let's go across to your Celtics. Yes, you've been patient. You know, you got a little bit busy on the trade deadline. You can let us know how how happy or not happy you are. You don't look happy just going by your face. You don't look happy. Let's start, <laughs> let's start with the first one. Um, Houston Rockets receive Dennis Schroeder, Bruno Fernando, and Ennis Freedom, while the Boston Celtics receive Daniel Thais. Talk to us, yes. Right, Why? so, I mean, no, there, there's reason. I just don't think it's... I think I think you've got to lump it in with the other trades we did, right? Do you want right? me to mention so, both together, or do you want to yeah, talk about Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I can do it, but... Oh, you go, you go ahead, Mariah. You know, you go ahead. <laughs> and then, the, and then so let, give the people, let them know what you're thinking. And the second, and the second trade, um, Boston Celtics receive Derek White, and the San Antonio Spurs get Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, and the 2022 first round pick, which is top four protected. Right. Now, and what is what isn't what isn't mentioned there is that we've also given away a 2028 first round pick swap, which okay. again, like we talk about these things oh. in the far flung future. But all like let's say we're oh, shit and Tatum. No, you might Bolton. be. Yeah, like, it's six years away. Like so. No, mm, that's bad. And, and we yeah. I, and before I even knew about that, I already felt like it. There was a lot of overpay here, right? We'll go to the Tice one, yeah. Daniel Tice is a nice rotational center, second choice center. Right, so he's he's nice not as good guy. as Rob Williams. Like he's he's he's. I really enjoyed him in Boston. He does some really good stuff. He's a good system player. He he can play make a little bit. Not in any real way, but in terms of you'll kick it out at the right time, he'll he'll play at the right time. He can hit the odd shot. He's good mid-range. Like he's fine. I like Daniel Tice. I don't love that we had to dump him at the last trade deadline to get under the tax, and now we've got him locked in for another three years, and we've given up Dennis Schroeder to get him. The whole run-up to the trade deadline was Dennis Schroeder on the move. Dennis Schroeder on the move. What can you get for Dennis Schroeder? Dennis Schroeder was mentioned because we were never going to re-sign Dennis Schroeder. It was a one-year rental. It was kind of accepted fact across everything. We weren't, we didn't have his bird rights, so we weren't able to offer him much. So whatever. But people we were linked with for Dennis Schroeder were people like uh, Dante DiVincenzo, Terence Ross, um, uh, shooters. Malik Beasley was mentioned as a trade target at one point, right? Like we were linked to all these scoring wings, yeah, and then we ended up. And it, this, this has come out as well. We didn't really plan the Tice move. It was done like five minutes before the deadline. And that was our Schroeder deal. So clearly, we were even, even the Lakers were linked with Schroeder for THT at one point. So clearly the Schroeder deal flopped. They had a Schroeder deal lined up and it wasn't the Tice one. So they've thrown Schroeder, who 
most people would say is a better player right now than Daniel Tice. I don't know. Tice is probably a better fit for us. But we've thrown Schroeder and, okay, they, we've got off Bruno Fernandes. We've got off Ennis Freedom. We've got Kant or whatever. Um, we've got off them to go to the Rockets as well. But Tice wasn't even playing for the Rockets. So that was a contract no. they wanted to move. Yep. They, they're playing Alper and Shengun. They don't want Tice. So we haven't managed to get any draft uh, return for that, for taking on a contract that they didn't want. He's coming in now as a third centre on 9 million. Rob Williams starts his contract at 11 million. Al Horford is on 26 because of what Philly gave him. So that's over 30, Ooh. 34 million on centres. Mm. Now, that's fine because we do play two of them. I get that. We play two of them. I won't even... Listen, don't you talk to me about meaty centers over there in Charlotte. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, but <laughs> it just, it just, it clearly wasn't the plan, the Daniel Tice move. I like Daniel Tice, but we've, we were linked, we had all this month to talk about Dennis Schroeder deals, and it clearly was a panic one. Then you go to the Derek White deal. Again, I like Derek White. Derek White as a player is cool. What's, what, what's better than one Marcus Smart, two Derek Marcus Smarts? We just got the light skin version, Word. but we've given up Josh Richardson. And a young player who was starting to slowly put it together. I'm not saying Romeo Langford is amazing, but he was okay and he was is team Is he going to get rotation minutes and two in first San Antonio? Round. Yeah, he's, his defense is very good. His defense nice. is very good. Nice. And two first round picks. So, Holland, we've given away Josh Richardson, who was we had for another year, and two first round picks, and Romeo Langford for Derek White who's going to come in as a six man. Derek White's not going to start. I'd be very surprised if he starts with his shooting. So, we've We've lost a lot. We've overpaid. And I, we're probably a better team than we were yesterday. But we've overpaid. And the whole thing about us was targeting a star either in this summer or the next one. And we've given away a pick now, a pick later, a very good salary matching player in Josh Richardson who was playing really, really well this year and culturally like he was fantastic with the guys. It's an overpay. That's it. That's all that I have to say. Like, they're, they're, we're good, bad. but it's an overpay. It's an overpay. You and it's top you... protected. That could be that could be a lottery pick this year. Like we're we're on a seven game win streak or whatever, but we could go on a skid in five. The East is so tight. We it could be a lottery pick. Very, very easily. So combining the two trades, how are you grading that? Yes. Um, I think it's uh I think it's a C for us because yeah, okay, we're slightly better. Um Tice is a very nice third big for what we have compared to having Cantor get five minutes a night, which was always a shit show. Um, and Derek White, again, Derek White is better than Dennis Schroeder in terms of defense and passing and getting to the rim. He's probably equal just with the size advantage. But we gave up a lot, man. So it's a C. Like, okay, yeah, we're better, but for what? We're better, so we're going to go seven games instead of five. Like, there's not really a deal to move for me, and we've given up a lot of assets to do it. In terms of um, the Rockets, the Rockets have got Schroeder out of it. I guess that will give them some good minutes for the year. Um, and I think San Antonio is someone we could talk on a little bit because someone did ask on the Twitter like how we think they've done. And they've mm. got two first-round picks out of us, um, a couple more picks moving forward. So I think it's an A- for San Antonio, man. Josh Richardson's a really good rotational player. Romeo Langford has had his career interrupted with injuries, could still be a very, very good player. He already is a good defensive player. Um, he could very easily be like a Tory Greg for his whole career, Romeo Langford. So, especially with uh, the Spurs system. And they got two first-round picks out of it, one this year. So, Spurs have done really, really well. So, I'm going A-minus for them and C-minus for us. Um, but, yeah, not great, man. Not not the sort of savvy 
moves that Brad Stevens did in the summer for me. Uh, um, how about you, uh, Reams? How, how do you see this particular trade? That's why you haven't been hearing me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Reams, but how do you see this particular trade? Yeah, I don't think... I, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm... Obviously, Yas knows more about the Celtics than me, but I think I think De- Devin um, Derek White is a great fit because like, Derek White more... is a good fit. That's that's not the thing for me. He is a good because fit. And he's a good player. I don't the overpay thing. You gave up two first rounders. You said one this year and then one in twenty twenty eight as a pick swap. So it's not swap. our picks gone, mm-hmm. but it's a pick swap, and you just have no idea what that's gonna be. Okay, here's my thing. Like Romeo Langford, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't watch Celtics as much as you, but Romeo Langford, I I felt like you gave up. You didn't really give up much there. You know what I mean? Josh Richardson, you gave up Josh Richardson, who's playing well, but I think Derek White is a better fit, especially with the two Jays, because he can actually. Mm. He's actually like he is a be- he's a better guard. playmaker. Yeah, he yeah. He can drive better. Than he than can play yeah. it better. I, I think he is a better player, but he's also like. Again, it's the flexibility thing, man. He's he's there for four years. Richardson had a year after this. The picks maybe feel a bit unnecessary. I think we like I think we are better than we were yesterday, isn't it? But I just feel like did we need to give up as much? That's all. I just yeah. Mm, but what do you think I of would... White? Because I what do you think of Derek White Reams? Because because maybe I'm great. being too down on it. I think he's great. His shot is a bit hit and miss. You know, I mean, that's the only issue here. Like, if he shot like 35% from the field, everyone would be like, this is an amazing deal. But you know what I mean? Like, he's the type of guy that can get hot, though. You know what I mean? And he's a, Yeah. I, I honestly, when I, when I said it at the start, I think we do have Marcus Smart times two. If we just give them 24 minutes each and just have them relentlessly <laughs> hound everyone for half like the that, game like, at full like intensity. That, like, that, like that, those two guys at the point of attack. Like, yeah. You, you ain't getting better than that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, Romeo Langford will not play in San Antonio. They got Lonnie Walker, they got Devin Vassell, now they have Josh Richardson as well. Like, yeah. And, 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 and then you got DeJounte there, and then you yeah. got, uh, I, I think, I think that's why they got rid of White as well. Like, you know, he wasn't really part of their future, I don't think. It's just a weird one for me to judge. I think I think Derek White, my big thing is as well, is we came into this already as a top four or five defence in the league. Mm. What I think we lacked massively was shooting. And so our answer to that seems to have been get a non-shooting guard and a centre. This <laughs> is not really the answers <laughs> I was after. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and, and yeah, but would you have preferred an, like an Evan Fournier? Like I don't know. Yeah, no, like, that's pretty decent. You would not have Evan Fournier experience. <laughs> it is not one I'm a fan of. No, I Precisely. get it. I get it. And and the thing I think my thing is as well. I think we'll see what happens in the in the playoffs. I think they we're a defensive team. That's our identity, and they've just doubled down on it. Um, but I just do feel like in the NBA, where guy a third of the league can just catch fire. Yeah. To go into the postseason with such little offense outside of two players in Jalen and Jason who can be schemed for, it's just a bit concerning that we didn't get any shooting at the deadline whatsoever. I do hear um, it. So, it does interest so, yeah. me. Just like 30 seconds on you guys defensively. That is really quite interesting. Marcus Smart, White, and then the two Jays in my head straight away are... And Rob Williams is an amazing defender and, and can Williams. guard out in space. Al Horford is 35 but and hasn't been great offensively, but it's still a really good defender. So you um, guys are pretty like defensively, we're fantastic. Say. 100%. We're really good defensively. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, just I don't know, man. Oh, who's see, the better one on one? Like, who's the better one on one like wing defender, guard their best player out of the two Jays? Tatum by far. Wow. Okay. Yeah, What's Jalen Brown definitely. doing better? 
Uh, Jalen Brown's he's he's Jaylen um, Brown is like one of the most hit and miss defenders I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, right? he's a he's he's for such a smart fella, he doesn't half fucking turn off. Half sometimes, the time. He's a, <laughs> sometimes he's a turnstile on defense and it doesn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah, right. nah, okay. he makes some really weird decisions. Jason Tatum's just a really good team defender, and then he's six nine, like in terms of smothering yeah. guys, he times Long. things in the passing lanes well. Um, Jalen Brown's good, like with when he has like a set matchup, like you're guarding this guy, he's pretty good, but. It, he just he just falls asleep a lot. Um yeah. but he's still like as as scoring wings go, like he's six six and, and strong. Can like as scoring wings go, he's still good to put on guys. But um but yeah, and then you got I like Derek White, innit? Like I was fuming at the time. Yesterday I was like, Oh my god, Brad Stevens is a clown. Um <sighs> now I'm more just it's a C, you know. I could Fine. I would have liked to shoot in, you know. Um but yeah, and and again, we've moved Schroeder for we were the whole thing seemed to be move Schroeder for a wing with shooting, and we've moved Schroeder for a center that we had. Yeah, well, who would, have liked, would like? Would you have liked Malik Beasley? Uh, do you know what? That's that's kind of the point. I think we're such a good defensive team around it that I think we can afford a guy like that who doesn't defend just one. Um, and I can you do Terrence we, Ross. Terrence Ross would be I wouldn't have minded Terrence Ross either, even if he's a bit pricey. Like, um, and he knows Udoka. I think they like go back way years. Um, I think my thing is, it's like we have so many games where we just go three minutes, four minutes without getting a bucket or to the line. The offense can grind to a proper standstill, and I just think we lost a good. Okay, put it this way: our starting five, Jason has the ball, Jalen has the ball, Grant Williams aside, we're kicking it out to Horford, mm. Smart. Or Derek White, the shooting is harsh. So I think it's just I think that, <laughs> that room is yeah. gonna be swinging, man. Yeah, Hello, so that room, that room is gonna we're gonna hear a lot of clanking. But then it's just it's yeah, Detroit Pistons 2004, baby. We out here just oh, trying boy. to stop people, just trying <laughs> to stop people. Cross you first, Yanni. Your boys got a little bit busy. Uh, the Washington Wizards receive Ishmith and Vernon Carey Jr. While the Charlotte Hornets receive Montrez Harrell. Um, how are you feeling about this one, mate? Okay, so regardless of everything that we think, Montrez Harrell coming in, Buzz City, that place rocking, Eric Collins, Montrez likes to get after it. He likes to go ham dunks, stare in your face, that kind of stuff. Very excited. Really yeah. excited. And I love him one-on-one, -on -one, man. I love him going to work. But he has his deficiencies, which are well highlighted. We don't need to, do you know what I mean, wax lyrical for 10 minutes about what Trez can't do. We know that. Um, so it doesn't move me massively as, you know, trades go to make us a, a deeper playoff team. Doesn't do that at all. My God. But this one will make you watch a couple more games on League Pass. Maybe it won't I actually. Think, but I the think ones that are well, watching like... games on League Pass will enjoy it a little bit more. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're right though. Like it doesn't like change Charlotte. Like no, it's not. Like, anything, oh my really. god, they've got the center that they were no. seeking. But at least you have another body who is athletic, can be a rim runner, can at least not have you oh. relying on Plumley as your only real center going into a play-in or a playoff matchup. Like he gets lost. I get it, but he's he's good at attacking the rim. He does get to the line. He'll be good with with um, Lamelo and and even Terry Rose. And he loves and his fourth quarter scoring. Like Another guy that likes it in the fourth quarter. So I think he's a nice contrast to Plumley. Like he, he he's Plumley can pass and and 
finish quite niftily and whatever, but Harrell will just rim run and, and be athletic. Mm. So I think it's a nice contrast, even if it's not the the answer. And again, we go back to what I've just talked about with the Celtics and in general, he gave up next to nothing. Like Ish Smith's turning 34 um, and Vernon Carey Jr. was barely in your rotation. So there you go. Yeah, you got you got him for nothing. So I think it's a solid trade, man. Yeah, it's all right, man. And you know what I mean? Like I'm talking high pick and roll, Lamelo going downhill, Trez catches it, them 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 arms that are deceivingly long or whatever. He, that he gets up and then boom, I'm looking forward to it, boy. It's gonna be stuff. So how you, how you how you grading that trade for yourself, then? Hey, give me a C plus. Give me a C plus uh... because as as a serious man and a harsh grader. Am I really going to be giving out more than that when I've just said it doesn't push the needle? No, I'm a serious man. But box office <laughs> entertainment, C+. Thank you. And uh, the next trade I wanted to quickly talk about, um, Cleveland Cavaliers receiving Karis Levert, uh, 2022 second round pick from Indiana via Miami. The Pacers receiving Ricky Rubio, a 2022 first round pick lottery protected through 2023. It turns into a second round pick if not conveyed and a second 2022 pick in the second round from Cleveland via Houston and then a 2027 second round pick from Cleveland via Utah yes Karis Levert to the Cavs you liking it you're not liking it well again on what people have to give up the acrobatics you had to go through just to read out those picks shows <laughs> that they really found those picks down the back of the couch and everything. Yeah. They're, not, they're not valuable picks. <laughs> this can convey if you do this, then it's protected by that. The air, whatever. Um, I think I, I think I, we touched on it last week into, before it actually happened. Yeah. Um, Sai, as a Brooklyn bias boy, was um, higher on it than I am. But I think it's really good for now. Like, it's not going to be the wing that Evan Mobley has partnered with for his career. Um, but Okoro's offense is poor. Um, Really good defender, but poor offense. Sexton, I don't know if they're going to bring him back before this year because I think they're looking to kind of sign and trade and move him and everything like that. Um, and so then you're looking at this. Is, I, I sort of mentioned this to someone the other day. The Cavs going into the playoffs, they're, they're a lovely story. But mm. then you look at them against any of the East best teams and outside of Garland, the creation is like, okay, Rondo's done all right since he's got there, but come on. Um, like if, if they were only relying on Garland being their own real creator, I think they could get flamed out pretty quick. Is that quick, a problem, though? Like, yeah, who, man. Who was the secondary yeah. creator for the Steve Nash Suns? Like, was it like that, really? Is it like, you know it's 2022, Yanni, right? You know it's 2022, right? I just, it, I just yeah. thought of a team with a good point guard and no one else. I know, yeah. I know yeah. everyone yeah. Like, oh, you're thinking of yeah. had two creators. They had, no. to keep going they had Sean Marion, they had Leandro Barboza. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, I think it like, p- picture it is if you have a Coro out there, in the and conference then... finals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that as well. But like, I think, yeah, Garland, it'd just be too easy to, to trap him. Um, you got you got Mobley and Allen, who are really I love both of them, but they are centers at the end of the day. As much as Mobley has ranged through his game, he's a rookie, you don't want to rely on him so much right now, as good as he is. And then a Coro can barely hit a shot. Um, Sexton's out, Rubio's out, Rondo is 36. 35, whatever it is. Yeah, if Garland is going, Garland has been playing out of his skin since mm. Rubio got injured, like playing nearly 40 minutes a night, having to create for himself and others. He's been unbelievable. 
But to rely on that over a seven-game series, they really, really were dying for someone else to come and be able to create their own stuff. So, so yeah, B-plus, man. Levert's going to be really good for this season and probably next. Uh, Long-term, who cares? Like, they needed it on now. On a nice and contract they got it. as well, you know. It was, it Listen, was four Levert, years, Levert, Levert, Levert gave them something they didn't have. And that's um, someone that helps with their half-court offence. Even with Garland, their half-court offence, there's, there's questions about it anyway because he's their only really create off the dribble like even mm. like like literally like he's a guy that you can throw the ball to late in the shot clock and you'll make something happen you know what I mean they didn't really have make him. something happen and in Brooklyn he was a 10 assists a game guy for a patch you know they had him running effectively the whole half court it was lovely yeah but like he's a, wasn't translating well, to wins necessarily in the playoffs obviously but he's he's listen like they're great they're a great defensive team they have a real floor general and now they have another guy that gives them half court creation like B plus for me. That's good stuff. Um, for the Pacers, if you guys even thought about that, just picks in it like they're, they're rebuilding. You know, it's not they're not huge picks, but they got the first rounder this year. Um, lottery protected, but you know, uh, Cleveland don't really have to worry about that. They're not going to be a lottery team, so that will probably convey. That's not really that deep. Um, Ricky Rubio, he, he was Ricky Rubio. I think is even talking about retiring quite early, like maybe in the next couple of years. And when he was never yeah. When his kids school, yeah. When his kids like school, yeah. And he was yeah. listen. Ricky Rubio was never ever going to shoot like he did this season ever again. I promise. He was never going to shoot like he was this year ever again. They locked the boy down in his prime, man. He he was ready to have one run. <laughs> one run but yeah yeah so he uh, he's out of contract this year anyway so he'll be on a, if he does stay playing he'll be on a minimum somewhere next year maybe with indiana maybe not um but yeah they didn't really give up much man give up a few seconds and then the first round from this year and clearly it was a need like reem said like a desperate need so you gotta pay to to do that like that's what i mean Celtics give up a first round pick this year for a, an upgrade on their sixth man in the in Cleveland, they've given up a first round pick this year for someone they literally did not have an alternative to. And I think that's when paying is well worth it. So yeah, B yeah. plus, B plus, and I might even be being harsh there. I think it's a really good trade for Cleveland. I think he he's um I think Levert's a really good fit there, to be fair. Cool, lovely and B, plus, B, plus, B plus for Indiana as well, because he was probably gonna leave. They're rebuilding anyway, and, and they got some picks Sally out dumped. of it. So yeah, all good. B, B pluses all around and the, and the remaining trades are just kind of moving veterans and, and dumping salaries but I'll quickly whiz through them just because we like to do our due diligence and just because you took the kind time to put it all together for us today yes um, I'm worried, so the, mate. <laughs> the Army Heat receive a 2026 second round pick least favorable from Dallas Philadelphia or Oklahoma City Oklahoma yes. receive KZ Okpala uh, amended protections on Miami's 2023 lottery pick First round pick to a 2025 first round pick to uh, the Portland Trailblazers in the next trade receive Elijah Hughes, Joe Ingles and 2022 second round from Utah via Memphis. Uh, the Spurs receive Thomas Sataransky, a 2027 second round pick from Utah, least favorable via Houston, Indiana, Miami or Oklahoma. Oh. The, the Jazz receive Nikhil Alexander Walker and Lovely. Juan Hernan Gomez. Just uh, a last word on that, by the way. Donovan Mitchell is out of there in two in the next two years because you think? <laughs> yeah, I think they've I think they had their two year window. Mm. I'm not and then I'm look at that sure trade. They definitely like, consider themselves this year on it in the West. I don't Be know, serious. man. And then yeah, yeah even Alexander Walker and Juancho, that, 
like I said it the other day, Alexander Walker and Juancho, they were like, they've got, you know, appeal. Like, one can self-create, one's a big man with shooting, in theory. But they're both just a bit shit. Uh, and that's not... <laughs> They're in a win now situation. You are in a win now situation, and they're getting Juancho. Get me, like that's boy. And I thought, okay, maybe they'll move it again once they got it. I was like, okay, that's to move on again. But no, they just stayed. And I guess, I guess, Nikhil gives them some extra. You can make an impact off the bench because they lost some of that with Joe Ingles. So yeah, I I, I, I get the Nikhil move. I think he'll he'll play minutes. You know what I mean? He will, he will. He'll play minutes. He'll try and be yeah, I, I, All I'd say from that is I think that if I'm Donovan Mitchell getting that notification through from Watch, I'm just thinking, is that what you're trying to put around me? Yeah. All right, cool. Stand, stand him. Um, next one, uh, the Phoenix Suns receiving Aaron Holiday, the Washington Wizards receive just straight cash money. Like, just give us some money, guys. Um Next trade, San Antonio Spurs receiving Goran Dragic, uh, 2022 first round pick, lottery protected, top 13 um, protection in 2023 turns into two seconds if not conveyed. Uh, the Raptors receiving Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, uh, 2022 second round pick from San Antonio via Detroit. Uh, and finally, oh. the Indiana, Indiana Pacers receiving Jalen Smith and a second round pick. And the Phoenix Suns receiving Tory. Craig, they, they like they like that guy, bro. Yeah, it's mad they got him straight back for the playoffs they again. I should, some of them are in Jalen Smith's an interesting one. Like, I thought he got drafted way too high and then he couldn't get minutes on the title team. That's mm. that's that's now we get to see him, Indiana. right? That's an interesting one, and then yeah. um, but then the other one, um, Tory, Tory Craig will just jump straight back into a playoff rotation, Thad Young. As if Toronto didn't need any more versus South Force. Wow. Uh, with Boucher and Siakam and OG if he plays up and all of what? them. Are... And Scotty Barnes. And Scotty Barnes. It's but I that's think, silly. I think, I think that's a Thad Young is the most Toronto y non Toronto player. So I don't know if they're gonna apply plan to buy him out. I know some Chicago fan on our you know followers wants that, but um Dragic as well. Again, like Dragic looked set for the Mavs, but now they've got three ball handlers. So mm. I don't know. Like he, he looks uh, for that on the I, buyout. I've, I've seen talk of Milwaukee. Okay, yeah, that would be helpful. That would oh, be helpful because wow, yeah. beyond beyond, Drew, beyond Drew, they don't beyond Drew, they don't really have yeah. any depth there at all. George Hill ain't moving anyone no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, interesting. All right, I'm here for it. Cool lads. Um, busy day and trade deadline. There for a busy pod. Yas, Reams, Yarni. I want to thank you all for your time, your diligence. Uh, your your feedback. Um, we got All Star coming up next week, so we'll have some Twitter spaces running throughout All Star weekend. We also will have a pod for you. We wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't. Um, lads, a, a real pleasure this evening to talk through that with you. Peace. My, my, my. Come on, boy. Sports Social Podcast Network.